The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Hey guys, you're listening to the In the Blood podcast. I am your host, AC Bergen Fisher, and thank you so much for listening, whether you are a new or returning listener. I'd like to invite you to find a quiet place where you consider what's being shared with an open mind and a receptive heart. Before we begin, though, the following disclaimer. I am not a therapist, and nothing presented here should be considered as therapy. If you feel that therapy would be beneficial, please seek out a licensed therapist who you trust. One of the things I have been working on actually ties into what is happening here today, which is something a little different, kind of exciting, actually. Like, I know that you guys probably remember the last couple of episodes I'd mentioned that I've been playing a small part in the production of a podcast called Life Happens One Step at a Time. <laughs> I'm stumbling already. A, a podcast called Life Happens One Step at a Time. And I'm not going to edit this out. I got a little bit of giggle, not just for me, but also from the host of that show, Janelle Metchaways, who has happened, who happens to be sitting across from me <laughs> right now. And we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about what that show looks like. And I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what comes up. I, I like to surprise you and surprise me at the same time. I never know what the hell's going on. Let's find out together. That's fun, right? <laughs> So Janelle being a little bit new to podcasting, I didn't want to put the pressure on her by opening up the show with that whole tell me about yourself kind of thing. I thought maybe it'd be easier me knowing her fairly well to give you all a brief rundown of who she is and what she's about. And if she doesn't like the way I've described her, well, then she can feel free to jump in at any time and tell me her opinion of who she is. But for right now, I'm going to talk about her like she's not even here. Janelle is, uh, I guess for the American listeners, what you would consider to be a Native American. In Canada here, we refer to her as First Nations, meaning that she is an Aboriginal of Cree descent. She has got some interesting perspectives just based on that cultural heritage alone. As a lot of you can probably imagine, that community has really borne the brunt of some pretty terrible things over the, the course of time since the, well, to some of you might be colonists, other people might be invaders, since those those people arrived and started messing things up anyways. Her people have over, overcome and undergone some pretty serious stuff. Some of that serious stuff has spilled over into her personal life. And that's part of what she talks about on her show. I see her nodding. And <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm just rambling and that's no, why she's doing, nodding. You're doing really, really good so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, without getting too far into it, I, I think most of you will get a decent sense of who she is primarily from listening to her show. A link of that to that is available on my webpage. And also hopefully you gain a little bit of insight from listening to what she brings to the conversation to today. So now, at, oh, geez, almost five minutes into the recording, and I haven't stopped talking for a split second. So, Janelle, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
Okay, so a little more about what I'm working on is it's a variety of things kind of all mashed into one, but it's broken up in little sections here and there. So it's going to be about partially about before I was put on this earth and then childhood and then going into abuse with my ex-partner how we struggle with our children. It's going to bounce back from that, back to childhood stuff, and the list goes on. Sounds like a variety show from hell, to be honest. It is, yeah. So you, earlier this month, you released an episode that was entitled The Songs of My Ancestors. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about what that was? So the songs of my ancestors was based on the story about how I didn't know who my mom was and I don't know who I came from. Um, I've asked relatives about my mother and they've said that they would send pictures. It's been like five years now. I still haven't gotten pictures. Um, I've looked at what her, like trying to find anything about her online. There's absolutely nothing about her online. Um, same with, again, looking at family members. They don't know where to go. They don't want to say anything. Um, okay, so if I could put you on pause there for a second. When you say they don't know where to go, what do you mean by that? What I mean is they don't they don't have a record. And I feel like they're just making it up. Okay, so like they don't know where to go for actual information. Yeah. So in the absence of that, they're just hitting you with some fiction rather than be honest and say, look, we have no idea who your mom is. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, so without getting like completely into you dissecting the songs of my ancestors, which, by the way, is a beautiful episode. I haven't talked to a certain a single person who's listened to that that didn't walk away in tears. Thank you. <laughs> in, in, in a good way. I would strongly encourage everybody who's listening to this, the, the moment you're done listening to, to this conversation, absolutely head over to my webpage, click on the link, listen to songs of my ancestors. I mean, like I was here in the studio when she was recording that episode and even before the editing was done, I mean, it was, it, it was heavy. It, it, yeah, it was a heavily emotional experience. Like, I think we were both surprised to find that our cheeks were soaking wet. It just powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah. But for me, you know, just taking everything back to me, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the thing that came most to the surface for me is like, I can't actually identify with, with your story because I take for granted when I look in the mirror. I can see my mom's face. I can see my dad's face. I can look at family photos. I know who I resemble. I can look at my kids. I know who they resemble. Not just physical appearances, but mannerisms, facial expressions, like weird habits, tics, um, clothing style choices, favorite foods. I mean, these things all run in families. Yeah. And I've got such a clear picture of who I am. What is it like when you look in the mirror and you see, like, well, I guess, what do you see looking back at you when you look in the mirror? I've actually, I've, I've come across this question, asking myself this very question. Um, I'd go and stand in the mirror and I just stare at myself and I'm sitting here like, who are you? 
Are you, is this what your mom looks like? Or is this what your dad looks like? Like, what did you, did you have your mom's eyes? Do you have her lips? I don't know. I know absolutely nothing. I don't even know what she looks like. I have no picture, like nothing. And it's really sad, honestly, because like a lot of people, they, they have their mom and dad and they can directly relate to what their parent looks like and what part of them they have. I don't know that. It really sucks. It's it's really a lonely feeling, honestly. It like, really is. While you're describing this, like it, it's kind of making me wonder too, because I mean, like obviously, I'm completely out of touch with that experience. I, I couldn't possibly relate. Now you've met my mom. You've spent a lot of time with my mom. I mean, She's amazing. Like you've even adopted her as your mom in yeah. in a lot of ways, right? But. I, if I think back to when you first had had met her, one of the first things you had said is like, holy crap, you look so much like your mother. <laughs> yeah. Does that bother you when you observe other people who have that kind of physical connection that you don't have? It does. Like in a way I'm that makes you res- jealous of people who have that because I'll never know what that's like. And other people, they get to see that every day. Right? So it's... it's well, yeah, because that's kind of what I was wondering about. Like, do you get jealous? Do you get resentful? Does it make oh, it yeah. difficult to like other people sometimes? It does. It. I had this one friend. Um, her name was Tasha. And she had... Like, her mom was really pretty. Her mom has since passed on. But she was a really pretty lady. And I was always asking her, like... I think if she could see, like, what she looks like with her mom, and I asked her mom, too, I was like, are you lucky that your daughter looks like you? And she was like, yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. so it, it's interfered with your other relationships, this, yeah. this, this lack of a, a strong family connection. Yeah. It just... It's hard for me, like when we were sitting down here and I was trying to think, okay, how do I approach this conversation? Like, I, I don't even know what to ask about. That's how detached from your experience I am, even though I've heard your stories, I've listened to you. I've, you know, it just, it's not like the, the, the details are unfamiliar, but the emotional connection, I can't make that without that shared experience. And that's what I find like, I'm constantly struggling, like grasping at things, trying to figure out, okay, is there anything in my life that is similar that would allow me to connect? And I come up with, with things and I'll, and I'll bounce like one or two of these things off of you. And you can tell me if you think I'm even in the ballpark of beginning to scratch the surface of understanding you, just because if I'm this disconnected from hearing your details, a lot of other people probably are too. I'm thinking. So when I think about my my dad, my dad's been gone for just about 22 years now. Now, this was a person I was super, super familiar with, obviously. Mm-hmm. That being said, 22 years without seeing him, there's a lot of, of, of stuff that I've forgotten. I don't remember what he smells like. I don't remember what his hugs feel like. I don't always clearly remember the sound of his voice his accent things like that 
and I find myself struggling to like just bring things out of the nothingness that is my fading memory to try to make that connection with this person that like I used to know and I feel like yeah. I should still know. But at the same time, it's like he's slipping through my fingers. But oh, even as I say this out loud, I feel like, okay, he's slipping through my fingers, but you never had anybody in your hand to begin with. Like, yeah. It, it, is any of this making sense to you? Or are you as detached from me as I am from you? <laughs> um, A little, yeah. Like, mine's, ever- mine's a different kind, though, because like where you got to know your parents, I don't know that. But you, do you still find yourself sort of sitting there just trying to like wish something into existence, like wish a connection, wish a memory, maybe something from early, early, early childhood before you were given up for for adoption, you know, before your brain really worked that way? Do you, do you find yourself just hoping that something will work the way it's not supposed to work, allowing you to remember? Yeah. I have those thoughts all the time. And I know, like, maybe one day it'll happen. It's just, it's not going to happen today or tomorrow. Okay, so you've got kids, too. Like, and, and, and again, like, I, this might just be me trying to grasp at some degree of understanding I don't have. But when I look at, at my two kids, I know what they got from me directly i know what they got from their mothers directly Mm -hmm. i can see in some way how they fit into the overall puzzle of of family right yeah but i mean just focusing on that bit where i know what they got from me and what they got from their mom so if i can exclude those details whatever's left that must have come from somewhere else now if you look at your kids it's like obviously you know who fathered your children. Yeah. You know what the, the the characteristics of dad are, right? Yep. You also know what your kids look like. Mm-hmm. You know what the characteristics of your children are. Yep. If you subtract dad and you subtract you from the your kids equation, do you look at what's left and think, is this hinting at who my mom and dad were? Yeah. Is that at all satisfying or is it frustrating? It's a little bit of both. Can you explain that? So it's frustrating because my kids get to have what I don't. And the other part is it's good that they have it because they don't have to be where I am right now wondering who their parents are what they look like where they get this from where they get that from they get all that i think that's the first thing you said that i can totally relate to and i I, again i don't know how many people are listening or familiar with the conversations i've had with amber schultz amber's a good friend of both of us but it's one of the things that her and i had talked about and I know Janelle and I have talked about it in a different context, of course, but this is the first time it's coming up in this context. <laughs> talking about how, wow, when I was a kid, when she was a kid, there were certain types of support we didn't get. That our kids, they don't understand a world without that loving support, right? Yeah. It's like if you got a learning disability, we'll get you the help. 
if yeah. you need like ADHD medication, we'll take you to the doctor. Like you're not going to be disadvantaged the way we were disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time you've said out loud to me, which is like, it's, it's giving me like this goosebumpy, holy shit. I, I think I get it moment, at least in some small degree where you've lived under this shroud of mystery this tragic, horrifying, unimaginable mystery. And now you're looking at your kids who are living not that existence. Now, the first question that comes to my mind is, do you end up resenting your kids on some level because they're enjoying something that you can't have? Not even a little bit. That's actually interesting because most people I've talked to where they've, when they look at their kids and their kids are seeing the benefits of, like a present and quality parent yeah it's like yeah we're happy for our kids i mean i'm happy for my kids too i'm happy they don't know what it's like to have a dad that beats the shit out of them yeah (laughs) but at the same time it's like i look at them and like if i'm being honest i sometimes do get kind of resentful i'm thinking i look at how well adjusted they are and i'm thinking like could that have been me but you're saying like you're not actually feeling that which no, um, the reason I can't and I won't is because it's not my place. This is their life and this is what they get to live with. I can't have that. I can't put myself in that kind of position and be like, wow, I'm so jealous and I resent you because you get to have what I never got to have. That would just be kind of shitty on my part. Okay. I, I might be completely off here. I mean, I don't know. I guess there's no way to know if I'm off on this particular topic or not. But when you talk about, I mean, honestly, that lack of resentment, that lack of jealousy towards your children, that is such a big and loving position to hold that I have literally never come across with anybody I've ever talked to who's broken a cycle of abuse, who's broken a cycle of neglect, who's just broken a cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I think about how you came to be with your adopted family, it's because obviously your your biological mother had put you up for adoption. Yeah. Now, this is the part where I think I, 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 I don't know if I'm off base or not. Just you're, I don't know if you remember a while ago, I read you that quote and it was about uh, parents who gave children up for adoption. Now, the one quote said something to the effect of, if I had loved you any less, you would still be in my arms today. Meaning that giving a child up for adoption is a great act of love. Right. Now, if your biological mother was willing to give you up, I think probably because she held the same love for you, I would imagine, mm-hmm. as you're expressing towards your kids, you love them enough to not put your shit on them. Yeah. And I'm almost wondering if like is is this a real clue as to who this woman was that brought you into this world? Like maybe maybe I, you do know her on some level. I I, I do actually feel that I I have some of the characteristics that she had. She's apparently a really loving person. I cannot for the life of me be a bitch to anybody. There was that one day when we were uh, coming back from Walmart and there was a lady on the corner of the street. 
I was just tempted to go and grab her and pull her off the street because I didn't want to see her get hurt. This is just my natural. I can't sit there and just be like, oh, screw her. She's stupid, whatever. I have to go and just put a bit of kindness in anybody who needs it because I don't know. There's something in me that's saying this person needs a bit of affection or love or a hug or something. I'll just go up and give them a hug. Something told me you needed a hug or something of that nature. And I, I just, I can't, I don't have it in me to be rude to people and be selfish and cold. I've tried. I just can't do it. So like, is this, do you, like, and, and again, like, I'm, I don't want to play psychotherapist here because I'm not. <laughs> it's just a, a, a curiosity. Do you think that you are this way towards strangers because you want to give them something you didn't have? Or do you think that this is just how you're wired by nature of being your mother's daughter or some combination of the two? I would say it's a combination of the two. And again, like, cause I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I mean, I don't really know what I'm talking about, obviously, admittedly, like, yeah, but and, and, like, am, am I looking for connections between you, you and your mother that aren't there? Are you looking for these connections or do you, w without having any evidence, obviously, do you believe that these are clear signs that you are in some way your mom? I believe so. Yeah. And for anybody who's listening, the reason I'm not like making the assumption that this, this is a connection with with biological dad is because biological mom is the one who had to carry <laughs> this baby inside of her, who had to make the decision to give up this literal piece of herself. That's not a, a decision that weighed heavily on dad based on our understanding of the situation. This was like a really big thing that was put on a very young girl who found herself in a situation where she had to do the most loving, imaginable thing, which was to destroy herself emotionally for the benefit of her innocent child. Yeah. And based on what I know of you, I mean, that's the kind of selfless love that for the most part, I've observed you practicing. I mean, I don't want anybody to think I'm delusional and I think you're a saint because clearly you're not. Oh, God, no, I couldn't possibly be. <laughs> 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 none of us is, right? But, I mean, for, for the most part, like, when there's not too much going on and you're in your normal, comfortable headspace, you're about the least awful person I've ever come across. And at the same time, You've probably got more excuses to be an absolute menace than anybody else. Like, do you ever stop to marvel at that? Is that is that <laughs> noteworthy to you, or is that just so normal that it's invisible? It is invisible. Okay, so keeping it's... that in mind, do, do other people just seem like unnecessarily like nasty to you, or do yeah. you not? Okay. I used to think it was just me, but no, a lot of people do. <laughs> They're just like, I've had this one lady ask me, you've gone through so much in your life. How are you being so nice to people still? I was like, that's a really good question. I'm really glad you asked it. I can't give you an answer because I don't know. <laughs> it's just, that's just how I am. I just, I can't be mean to people. I don't know. I have tried, but I can't. Well, I guess if it's not in you, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a skill you need to develop. It's I mean, not something whoever the creator is out there gave me. So, 
Well, I guess there's enough people for whom being nasty comes naturally. We don't need any more. So, I mean, if your brand of approaching the people around <laughs> you allows you to spread a little bit more joy, a little bit more happiness, despite like all the pain and trauma you've suffered, like I, I think that's admirable. And I wish mm-hmm. that more people would kind of take the same approach that that comes naturally to you. It's, it's an approach that I've had to work very, very hard towards to not let that chip on my shoulder get the better of me. Right. You, you know, like, I, I think that if we understand what it's like to hurt, instead of using that as a reason to hurt others, maybe we should use that as a reason to understand, like, hey, hurting sucks. I don't want to be responsible for somebody else feeling that way. Yeah. Okay, so I don't, I feel like we can, well, we and we have done in the past, we just talk for hours and hours. I'm going to try to keep this like somewhat on the, on the short and sweet side today though. Um, because I think anybody who wants to get to know you really well, I don't want them to feel like they can get the condensed version here. Let's leave these people wanting for more. We'll give them a reason to want to tune in to your podcast. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think as far as like the, the portion of today where you and I are like bouncing ideas back and forth, why don't we just put a cap on that for now? But I want to give you just like a, a few minutes, if you don't mind, just share a little bit about what motivated you to want to do a podcast. What's been bouncing on your mind? What kind of things are you hoping to cover? Who are you trying to reach? Just, you know, like any of these kind of questions, like, what what are you doing? Tell me, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, so the reason I'm doing this podcast is for a number of reasons. I do I'm I'm doing it for my kids because while I didn't know anything about my mother, and clearly nobody in my family does, I want to leave something for my kids so they know who their mother was. Should we never get to know each other because of the parental alienation that we're going through right now? Um, I'm also doing this because it's good for my mental health. I need to get this out. I've built this up and I've kept it inside for my entire life. I've been made, I've been told that I should be ashamed of how I am. And I don't feel that that's at all what I should be. Um, I'm doing this because I know there are other people out there who are going through the same thing. And if I share my story, it's going to help others to come out and share their story. And they're going to know that it's okay to talk about stuff like this. It's okay to talk about the sexual abuse that you go through. It's okay to talk about the childhood abuse that you went through. It's okay to talk about it. You can't hold it all in. It's going to eat you up inside and it's not going to feel good. That's why I do this. Okay, and you, you've done, obviously, your, your short introductory episode, again, called Songs of My Ancestors. Yeah. What What's coming next? So, what is coming next? Um, it's, it's a really complicated one, and I'm going to be putting it on the back burner for a little bit until next week, but I'm working through some punchy parts. It's going to be an emotional one. It's going to be a bit long, possibly. Um, it's it's 
yeah, it's going to be a a very emotional roller coaster. One of the things that that we had talked about earlier today, like before we started recording, obviously, was how you were saying how sometimes it feels like there's a lot of story that needs to come out and there's only like so much of an opening for the story details to come through. Yeah. And things kind of get like stuck in that little opening. Yeah. Is that kind of like where you're at with the the next episode right now? (laughs) Yeah, actually, that's exactly where I'm stuck. (laughs) Okay. So again, I mean, if, if the whole idea is for you to do things in a way that's transparent and hopefully relatable, like, have you figured out like how to move past this, this thing where like everything's just sort of like, it's not like you got a lack of details. It's just like, you got so many, you don't know what, what to do with them. Like, have you figured out what the next step is as far as sorting out that mess? Um, it's getting there. It's a mess. That's, <laughs> it's kind of like those pickup sticks. You pull all the sticks on the floor. You got to color code and figure out where they all go. That's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to come out and, um, yeah. Well, I didn't mean to pressure you there. I mean, it's going to come out when, when it's ready is yeah. what I'm hearing. <laughs> These things take time. <laughs> let, let me put you on the spot here. I, I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but, and like, I know I've said, well, this is where we're going to close a couple of times now, but I, I really mean it this time because I'm going to like leave it on Janelle. <laughs> if you're going to give all of us some homework for the next week, what is that? So for the next week, what I want people to try and do is think of the one problem that bothers you, stew on it. What is the worst part about that problem? What do you think you could have changed? How could you work on it? If it doesn't work out, change up your question. What could I have done better? What could I do better if it's a child custody case? What can I do that's going to help my kids so it's not making my kids hate me? Just dissect little bits, tiny bits. Take your time. There's no rush. You cannot rush. You can't rush through life. It doesn't work that way. At all. Rushing doesn't get you anywhere. You need to be on point if you have to write it down write it down but work in little sections and just take it little bits at a time don't beat yourself up if you don't get it all done you'll get it done i've been working on this project for what two two weeks now Mm -hmm. it's it's still i'm only halfway there yeah i'm going to try and get it done by next week But again, it's just the dissection. You have to dissect. Okay, well, like the the title of her show says, life happens one step at a time. It sounds like that's what she's doing. If anybody's interested in connecting with Janelle or again, like finding a link to her her podcast or to her social media, you can do so by visiting my webpage at acfisher.com. That is A-C-F-I-S-C-H-E-R-D.com. And in the meantime, you know, let's just think about what you said. Like, let's dissect let's 
do these little things. Let's take things one step at a time. And until next week, my friends, much love.